I come to you and say, hey, what's your business? And you say to me, I can't tell you because you're going to steal it. That means you have no idea what it takes to start a business. If you think that your business is so good that I'm going to pull up and steal it and stop whatever I'm doing to run, to create, and then run your business, market it, and get funding for the business that you have not started yet, you're bugging. I don't want nobody to see my face because as you know, I'm black. Like this, this blackness on my face. So you can see it when you see me. It's there. So my whole thing is if I go, now nobody's going to close or cancel the deal because I'm black. I mean, I hope not. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. I decided I wanted to become a billionaire doing what I already love to do while documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray and this is how I will turn my life into a living. So I want to start off by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. Once I hit a million dollars, I'm going to help a thousand of you guys become millionaires. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You name it, we on it. And if we ain't on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We currently have over 350 videos on our channel. Dr. Sabi inspired cooking tutorials, we got that. Travel lifestyle vlogs, got it. Makeup, got it. Hair growth, got it. Real estate, got it. Basketball, got it. It's everything us. We post something in our story pretty much every single day. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, at A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. They said you can't be rich being a jack of all trades. Well, we're going to prove them wrong. We have six different projects. We have the food project, the music project, the clothing project, the fitness project, the sports project, and the Bamboo Project podcast, which you are listening to right now. This may be your first time here. And if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter 53. All right. We have four segments on this podcast. We have the first one, Life Update. It's a weekly update on what we went through the last week. Episode playback. It's a recap of last week's episode and the things I could have done better to make the episode great. Then we have Donovan's questions where I present you a philosophical question I thought about earlier in the week. And then we have the topics of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description below. Today's date is March 23rd and it is currently 3.35 p.m. On today's agenda, we have cognitive dishonesty, which is holding on to your old beliefs. And I wanted to address this Derek Jackson thing and why women always stay no matter what happens. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. So I'm going to start off with the life update. Okay. As you guys know, the plan for us is to go to Atlanta, right? We want to be Atlanteans. We want to have Airbnb and start our Airbnb empire in Atlanta. And that would be kind of our start to becoming millionaires. That was That's the plan, right? Um, I think it's very funny how things are turning out because Melissa and I, I don't know if we ever posted the video. It might be in the podcast. Whichever podcast was the year, it's either the, the year of, it's either the week of December 31st or the following week where we have our New Year's goals. And two of those goals were, 
well, I, need, I know at least one of those goals, excuse me, was to get two Airbnbs, right? And I don't know. Do you remember if we had a goal to flip a house this year? I don't think it was. It probably wasn't this year, but you probably mentioned it or said it for next year. Yeah, because I know what I wanted to do last year. The plan for this year was to get a rental. That was the plan and to have that passive income coming in. Uh, so we might end up flipping this house. And I think it's funny because I would not be surprised if in some way we end up having to uh rent this house out because our plan is to flip it but if the numbers work it might be good as a rental too and that area is up and coming in philadelphia but i bring this up because we have planned to start airbnb right and we went to atlanta to do it it didn't really work out exactly what we planned it in the sense of we needed more things more criteria as far as business credit and a score and more money and more references and things like that so you would find it to be very coincidental that the brownstone that we have or my family owns in Harlem on my dad's side, they have a tenant moving out of the brownstone, right? Now, you can already guess what that probably means, right? I'm like, listen, I already planned. I, we, Melissa and I have been studying, paid for a course. We've been looking it up. We was already gung-ho to go to Florida, to Atlanta to just do it there. We're like, you know what? We're going to go to Atlanta and we're just going to figure it out when we get there right so to our surprise this person's moving out and i talked to my aunt and she is going to let us take over that unit and turn it into an airbnb so my goal is to take it over completely do the whole thing that means the security that means the management of having people check in and out that means doing the marketing that means finding people to get in there and get out of there that means uh furnishing everything that that unit requires it will be the same thing as if i had went to atlanta and we decided like hey let's actually use the bamboo project company to rent or to sign a lease in a single family we wanted to do it in a condo or like one of those really nice buildings, you know, luxury type building. That's what the plan was. But I don't think it hurts for us to get the experience from doing it in a single family. I'm actually getting really excited thinking about it. I don't think it hurts from, for us to get the experience from doing it in a single family. So now when we go, we can use proper language. One of those things, right, is what people who have those properties want. One thing I always talked about is like if you're negotiating, you have to know what the other person wants. Otherwise, you're pretty much talking to the wrong person. Like you're not you're communicating in different languages. If I'm talking to a homeowner and they their whole situation is I want to make sure that the property is in good condition because it's a family property. I don't want to, you know, have somebody destroy. That's why I don't want to do Airbnb. Actually, we're a corporate housing company, but they don't want to do that. Then if I'm talking about, hey, you can make an extra $4,000 a month, you can make an extra $2,000 a day, whatever the case might be, I'm talking to the wrong person. I'm, I'm speaking the wrong language. And for them, I have to say, listen, I'm going to cover all the maintenance. I'm going to make sure that I only hire these kind of tenants. I'm going to have a screening process for everybody. I'm going to make sure it's a background check. I'm going to do all the things that satisfy all the needs and problems that you have. And that's how I'll be able to get into that building. If I go to them and talk about something that they don't care about, then I'm not going to be able to get in there. So now that I'm actually going to be able to do this one in, in uh, what is it, in, in Harlem, we will be able to go, okay, we know what you guys want. For example, I talked to my aunt today and she was saying that her biggest thing is that not having to play, not having to pay 
uh appliances not appliances utilities i didn't know that was a people that people cared about that but because the actual tenants are moving out she's like well if you're doing airbnb or corporate housing who's going to pay the utilities and i'm like oh okay well i could i'll cover it i'll take it over and just pay those utility fees so that's something now that i know going forward i'll have it in my bag to go hey when i'm negotiating listen you know you have to care about utility fees i'll make sure that we cover all utility fees we'll cover all the maintenance we'll make sure that this that and the third right so I'm really excited about that. They're supposed to move out at the end of April, but they might move out before that because I think it's very rare that people actually move out on the day they schedule to move out. They normally plan to move out beforehand and then move out before their actual date. So they might be out before that. So the money that we were going to use for the Airbnb in Atlanta, my sister is lending to us to do the house flip in uh philadelphia listen a lot of shit's going on right now this shit is getting crazy it's like a movie right now i'm not gonna lie this just turned to a movie in like a month i don't this is kind of crazy so she was gonna lend us ten thousand dollars to go to atlanta to do airbnb corporate housing it's corporate housing that's what it's called she's gonna lend us money for that the 10k we now we're gonna use to flip the house now this corporate housing situation or, or uh opportunity came up and we're like okay how can we do both? Because right now, I want to make sure in 2021, I grab every single opportunity that I can get. If it's a good opportunity, I want to grab it and make sure that I opt, uh, uh, what's the word? Not optimize. Uh, I can't think of the word. Take advantage of every opportunity pretty much. That's what I want to make sure that happens this year. So I'm like, I need to make sure that I get the flip and I get the, the rental. So... I'm still supposed to get unemployment. I'm still supposed to get $18,000 from unemployment. And if I get that money, I can take that money and put that towards the flip. And then what I'll do is I'll reallocate the money that my sister's going to loan us to furnishing the apartment in Harlem. It'll cover the furnishing costs of one bedroom, one bathroom. So it's not as big as the two bedrooms we wanted in Atlanta. So it's going to be less money to spend. I'll look at the fees for painting. It's like $600 to have somebody paint the whole house, repaint it. Maybe, you know, another $1,000 to maybe cover. Probably wouldn't even be 1000 I was going to say $1,000 to cover maybe any holes in the walls or just stuff that could be fixed up on little, little tiny things, stuff like that. So I'm honestly right now I'm budgeting just a rough budget of like $7,000 just to do the whole apartment. I think that's definitely over budget, but I think that could cover everything that we need and to make it look really nice. So she would be giving us that money from the Airbnb that she's going to give us for the corporate housing to the flip. Then we're going to reallocate it from the flip instead and go back into a new corporate housing that's for Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, for New York and Harlem. And then, and then I got a phone call today. I got a phone call today. I got two phone calls today. Actually, I got a phone call yesterday, too. I'm going to bring that up. You know what's crazy? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You see? You see? You see? Listen. Listen. This is the year. I'm Listen. Obviously, I don't know what is going on in 2021. Something. I'm Listen. I told you I'm God's favorite. I don't know what's going on. He's blessing us crazy. So, now, what phone call should I start with first? I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with this phone call first, and then I'll go to the other one. So my mother called me today, and she told me that my aunt, who is going through some crazy stuff in her life, craziness, craziness, where she has a, a rental in Florida, a, a luxury building in Florida, right? And she will let us 
corporate house it out, okay? Or Airbnb it out, because y'all like the word Airbnb better, but whatever. She going to let us turn it into a cash-flowing Airbnb corporate housing place, right? Now, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Mind you, these are all in the same day. My aunt called me earlier, I think, if not last night. It might have been earlier today. I called her, and then my mom called me and said, hey, yeah, your other aunt actually wants to do I said, what the f- What? What? And it's a luxury building? Now, I'm going to tell you two things why this is crazy. Two reasons why this is crazy. The first reason why this is crazy is because, and this just hit me right now, which is not what I was going to say to you five minutes ago, which is just something new <laughs> as I was talking right now. So, what happened is, excuse me, got a, got a lot of gas because this is crazy. Um, what happened is, if we are able to do that in Florida, right that will be our reference that we need for atlanta because it's a luxury building so now we can say hey here's our reference that we did in this other building over here now when we go back to atlanta we have a reference we have experience with two different units and we already making money from it and we have a credit score by then too right there's that now the second thing this one is still is iffy iffy one i'm not too sure about it but i don't know if you remember the phone call i had yesterday with my mom and the guy he knows people who already do it in florida so that means if he knows people already in florida doing it we could just hey plug us into what you already do and we'll figure it out we get on the phone with you and go hey if you already have these units who do you use for property management what do you where do you like to stay what are the things that you like to use what colors do you put in the apartment what things that i look out for as having a unit in florida right so now i'm mind you i just thought about all of this right now while i'm doing the podcast so i'm like bruh this shit is crazy like this is really crazy two we could possibly lock up two airbnb corporate housing units and do a flip all in six months and possibly move to atlanta and that's not including all the other projects because we, listen music is going to be coming i can't give you a date but it's coming clothing is dry it's going to be crazy i'm telling you it's going to be a movie i think i'll be joking i think i'll be lying it's we be doing so much stuff on this side that you can't it's crazy it's just it's just crazy so that's all i can say is that it's crazy so we still are trying to get this flip done right now we're probably going to turn into a new series. We're probably going to do like a, a flipping series every other week on YouTube, something like that. And then we'll kind of document it. We're going down there for the 30th. They had asked me like, hey, when you guys kind of come for closing? And me personally, my preference is I don't want nobody to see my face. Because as you know, if you watch the video, oh, I hit the whole mic. I'm black. Like there's, there's blackness on my face. So you can see it when you see me. It's there. So I, my whole thing is if I go now, nobody's going to close or cancel a deal because I'm black. I mean, I hope not, but I already paid. So it's pretty much, well, we were kind of already paid. So at that point, I'm like, all right, it should be good. But I just always feel like, oh, I pull up and like, oh, I didn't know you had that on your face. I didn't really want to deal with that. So I'm kind of hesitant about doing it. Like I'll go to the building, but I don't really want to see the agents. Cause they're going to see that I'm young. They can see that Melissa is young. We're both black. They're be like, oh, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are them. So I, I, you know, that's just my thing. I could be, mind you, everybody seems nice so far. I haven't had any problems with anybody. Everybody seems cool. That's just in the back of my head. Like, okay, how would I feel if I go into this interaction as an adult and they go, oh, you're only 26. Oh my God, that's crazy. Oh, you sure you want to, that would annoy me. Um, so like I said, we're probably going to do, we're definitely going to do a series on that. We're thinking about dropping it every two weeks because currently we're dropping like five videos a week right now, either way. So I think we could drop six videos a week it's not like we can't do it but i feel like 
then it would just be a lot of deals every week. And we're not at the point where I feel like there's enough people to video. Cause we can put out videos every day. Like if we really want, we have enough stuff to do every day. We got reviews, we got hair, makeup, clothes, basketball. We got real estate, wholesale. We got this mad content to put out. We just, we're trying to decide like when to put it out, how much to put out, should we, how we should organize it on a channel and stuff like that. Everything should get its own day and schedule. And then another video should have enough time to breathe for the other video. It's a lot of things that go behind the scenes on this stuff. So like I said, we're going to definitely drop that. And we are, we, we currently, like I said, have five videos going up right now. Um, it's a new series. It's called the Deal or No Deal series where we kind of run numbers. Excuse me. Where we run numbers on uh, how to actually find deals. So, on you know, if you're wholesaling or you want to learn how to flip or things like that, we're running it to see, hey, this is how we find our deals. This is how we look for deals. And we're putting that series on YouTube every Wednesday at 3.30. I actually want to start putting the videos up earlier. I think it's better to post the videos in the morning. And then let people and have the, and give it the whole day to breathe. I feel like posting that three thirty and later kind of cancels out the whole day. I feel like people need to get in the morning, so I want to start putting it in the morning, like like nine. I feel like that's how we watch our videos. Like you may want to watch it on your way to work or something like that, or while you're getting ready for whatever you go to school or something like that. So I definitely want to start getting the videos out in the morning. That's my that's my plan. Um, so. Like I said, that is we want to go to Philadelphia to flip this house. And to do that, we were banking on my unemployment money. Now, I'm supposed to, if I do my math correctly, it's supposed to be like seventeen or eighteen thousand dollars. That's the plan of what it's supposed to be. Now, I I got my first unemployment check last week, technically, which is like two hundred and thirty dollars, which is like, all right, that's that's cute. I mean, I wasn't getting paid before, but this is nice. Um, now I got my my first check this week right it's like 384 dollars or something like that right so i'm like okay this is nice and and i'll tell you how much i got paid today right before this i tell you how much i got paid before that, that 384? yeah i think so okay so in two days i'm gonna get the other 300 dollars from unemployment for whatever reason i don't know if it always comes in parts like that but yeah, so mine's coming in part. So that means that I'm going to get the two, pretty much three plus the four. It's like $700, give or take $50 or so, or something like that, right? And then I'm still waiting on my three, too. Your first three or your, your, your three every week? The 300 every week? The okay. Additional. Okay, yeah. So, you know, that's that. So like I said, yeah, I don't really, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't tell you what's going on right now. I don't know. I told my sister what's happening, and she's like, what's happening? And I said, I don't know what's happening. I just know that. Every time I look up, this money come from somewhere new. And I'm talking about like, I don't, I don't know. If if we had to ask me my theory, this is my theory. Okay. For all the people who believe in uh, I don't know what you call those. Like, I need a word for that. I don't want to call it like outer world stuff, but I guess I guess you could say higher being. Hello? Okay. Yeah, my MacBook is it's so great that it fucking it connects to my AirPods. It's so fast that it will connect and unconnect before I even looked at my computer and know that it disconnected. So that shit is kind of crazy. Um, you still recording this one? Okay. So, um, what was that saying? I was talking about. Yeah, we were talking about the higher. Right. So this is my, this is my theory. Okay. If you watch the Laws of Attraction, I believe in energy. Right. And I don't believe in energy as like a ooh, spooky dooky. Oh, my God. Energy. I feel like energy is a it's a physical thing. You can feel it, see it. You can measure it. And I feel like everything you do has an energy to it, whether you can call it negative or positive. I think that you put energy out into the world, 
just energy, whatever energy you want to call it, is going to come back to you, whether it's negative or positive. You have to put out energy. Now, how it's directed in terms of what you get from what you put out, I don't really understand that. That part is more mystical than the actual physical energy part of it. But I feel like Melissa and I have been putting in so much work for the last like two years. I'm talking about so much work as far as learning how to film, edit, sew, sing, produce, uh, write, uh, make pictures, uh, learn YouTube uh, search optimization or SEO and learn marketing and then food and learn how to health learn like and I'm talking about actually learning and looking it up and studying it learn, doing our finances doing investing flipping houses real estate we've been looking Airbnb we've been putting in so much work to learn these things that it's so crazy that I feel like it's it's just coming it's a cycle of what we were doing it's coming back and kind of you know getting getting you know getting us back come back around the circle so it's just like I, it's just crazy because and i i don't i don't feel like it's close to the end of the cycle yet because there are still a couple of uh, like four or five more things that are supposed to come around and we are reinvesting what we're doing back into the cycle so it's like in a couple months from now the things we're doing now will help us then so it's like as long as we keep investing properly in ourselves, I feel like it's good. There's something as small as the MacBooks. We can now edit faster. That means get more videos out, which means we can get monetized faster, which means that's more money coming in. It's just that kind of cycle. So that's just kind of how we're looking at it. And I didn't get my unemployment. I was supposed to get the, I got the weekly. I didn't get my lump sum, which is supposed to be all the back pay. I don't know why I didn't get it yet, but to be completely honest, to be completely honest, the way things are going right now, I really feel like I shouldn't even worry about it. Like, that's how crazy it is because I'm like, if I didn't get it the, right now and I'm not operating from what, as people say, a place of scarcity, it's going to come when I need it. Because even with the $10,000 I got before, which is in the other videos, it came right when we went to flip a house. Like, I, that's when it came. I was thinking about it. It's like, oh, here you go. $11,000 in your account. So I'm thinking that they might drop this $18,000 between next week, this week and next week before we close on the house. I thought I was going to get it today. I'm going to call just to see an update on it. But I'm kind of just like when it comes, it comes because I feel like we already have a solution to flip the house either way. So I'm not really focusing on it, but I do know I was supposed to get that money. I thought I was going to get it this week and I didn't get it. Who knows? It might come with the the uh the the $300 unemployment I might just pull up with that so I don't know all I know is that there's a lot of money coming in from everywhere speaking of more money I'm telling you I'm it's so crazy because I, I know I'm like I know if y'all sitting and listening to this like what you say I'm, I'm telling you so I talked to was it George I said this no this is not from George this is from AJ so I talked to AJ from Atlanta and I was like, hey, because he's doing a credit repair because he's supposed to be building a business credit, helping our credit because the whole plan initially was to go to Atlanta. And then we're supposed to build up the business empire over there. That was the plan. However, you know, things kind of got stopped and, you know, there's a little bump in the road. So we said, you know what? We're going to just invest in this credit repair for when we get down there and everything will be right. So he told me. He told me this. This is what he said to me. He said, listen, I asked him. I said, yo, AJ, let me ask you a question. He said, what's up, bro? I said, yo, look, let me ask you a question. I said, yo, bro, listen. So this funding business, right, that you got going on here, this, you know, you're going to get us some funding. How long do you think 
that it'll be before we get the funding. All right? He was like, listen, let me be honest with you, bro. I said, all right, bro, be honest with me. He said, okay. I said, listen, how long? He said, I got you. He said, look, it's going to be, you can get it right now, honestly. He said, if you want to, you can want some funding, you can get the funding the next two weeks if you want. But if you, if you really, if you do that, you cutting yourself short. It's premature. You're not going to get the real bag. I'm like, bro, I don't even need that money. He said, listen, if you don't need the money, just wait. I'm like, how long out of wait? He said, listen, 45 to 60 days, you're going to get the bag. Now, if I remember, I had talked about getting 200K. I said, listen, he asked me. He said, yo, how much you want? I said, I want 200K. He said, all right, I'm saying I could do. So he's going to try and give me $200,000 to work with. Now, y'all don't know what's going to happen if I end up with $200,000. Y'all, it's going to be, I'm telling you, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I 200000 and if I get 100000 it's going to be crazy. But he said in 45 to 60 days is when I should look for the funding in that amount of time. Listen, I'm not rushing because you know what comes from 45 to 60 days? That's the amount of time or that's about around the time that we will have started getting or getting into the corporate housing in Harlem. And that's what we'll be able to fund that. Also, it will cover the closing costs for the house, not the closing costs, the carrying costs, which is interest, utilities, stuff like that. And it'll be able to pay for the first part of the construction loan, or as people know, it's called a draw. It'll be able to pay for that. And everything will be straight. Plus, I'm getting unemployment. So that's 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 cash flow coming in every week, plus lump sums of money. Listen, I'm telling you, this is like this is big bag talk. Big bag talk. That's what this is. And this is super big bag. Bamboo project bags. Alliteration. Bamboo project bags. Oh, I'm using that now. Bamboo project bags. It's not alliteration. Damn. P is a P is not a B. Damn, that's crazy. Big bamboo bags. I don't know. Somebody come up with some shit. Um, so like I said, 45 to 60 days. It should be that funding for that. Um, these I didn't forget about my man George either. Supposed to hold us down with it. But right now he said like most 10. He said most is 20, and he said that if he, I get it, he get it for me, he get it for Melissa, he'll get it for both of our businesses or all three of our businesses, and that's another 80K. It's 80K, listen, y'all know the 80K plus the 200 plus the 18 plus the weekly 300 from one and the 300 on the, the, uh, the unemployment insurance plus Melissa's 300 plus her other 300. For, bruh, do the math. It's crazy. The math is ridiculous. I'm telling you, this shit... I haven't even done the math yet. I haven't even sat down. Plus the money that my nephew might invest and my mom and Erwin. It's it's crazy. And this is this is the thing I want everybody to listen to before I go to the next part of this, right? I want everybody to hear this part. Okay, there we go. This is coming from the fact that people are starting to see that Melissa and I know what we're talking about. Because we've been doing it for so long. When we talk to people, they know what we're talking about. They go, oh, shit, you, I know somebody that's doing this. They think about us. They know that we're working hard. They know that we're hustling. We have trust. People starting to believe and trust in what we're doing, believe in the vision. They're starting to see the path from where we are to where we want to get to. Before, nobody could really see it. It was like, oh, I mean, I know you're doing food and you're doing a lot of stuff. And that's cute. But, uh, you know, you should probably still go and, you know, work as a truck driver. And I'm like... I don't want to do that. Like, that's just not my thing. I don't want to do that. I want to own, I want to build an empire. That's my goal. So I'm like, I really feel like the fact that people see it is now like, okay, people want to invest in us. And I think that's why a lot of this money is also coming in. Um, I applied for, you guys know about this too, the targeted EIDL, right? They did not approve me for the loan. That's not true. 
That's not true. That's not true. They wanted information, like tax information from 2019. If, if I am, I don't even know if I would do that. If I am able to get all of this funding from other businesses, I don't even know how I would do that. I would probably still pay my taxes and then I would just reapply for it or not reapply, but actually fill out the tax forms. However, my amazing, phenomenal, beautiful girlfriend always does her taxes every year because she is on point with the taxes. So I'm suggesting for her to do her targeted EIDL because she has the tax form. She should have the tax forms for it. So I'm just you know excited for that. Um, we are closing on the house, like I said before, on the 30th, 31st. We'll be going down there around that time. You know, expect a video with sometime in April of that of us doing that. Uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. We still have not fully got everything we need. We still are kind of up in the air on the closing cost. There's an appraiser who's going to the property today. If you do not know what an appraiser is, they go to a property and they evaluate the area to see how much your property is worth. They look at your property. They say, okay, you have this and this. What are you going to get renovated? Okay, you're going to get a new floor. You're going to get a new window. Okay, once you do all of that, your house should be worth this amount of money. So when they do that, they take that to the bank or to the lender and the lender goes, okay, your house is going to be worth 270. We're going to now loan you based off that amount of the house. Okay, cool. So that's where we are right now with that. So he should be going there today or tomorrow to do that. Um, and then I want y'all to tell me something, right? Let me know if y'all think this is a coincidence. Melissa believes that it is not a coincidence, right? And at first, at first, I was like, ah, you know, it should happen. It's a cycle, right? Now, you're probably asking me, what am I talking about? Okay. If you're familiar with the Bamboo Project podcast, we have a history of, um, how do I say? Uh, I would say a history of prior experiences in our life now presenting themselves in the present of our life, okay? Now, there are some videos in the past of Melissa. It was like a week, honestly, that we have. Maybe like three weeks of every person Melissa ever talked to was like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? I see that you doing stuff. What's going on? You look really pretty. That's not true. They don't say that. What they like to say, they like to neg her and give her like a, you know, they, they try to come on like, hey, you know, you should probably do your videos like this, or you should probably sew like that, or if you think about singing like this, that's how they come on to. All right, girls, if you guys have, if you have a guy coming up to you and his first thing to say is to how to do something better for you, you should probably tell him, you know, look at yourself look at your life are you in a position to tell me how i should be doing probably not so you should probably go fix that and then come back to me when you're done with that um because the guy that's doing it it's not gonna do that to you regardless so i say all of that to say it is currently my turn in the cycle what you talking about we talking i don't know why we lead it why we leading with that why we are we leading with that because we have we have uh, we have, we have, we have, no, no, we have footage of Melissa. We have proof of Melissa and these men. What? You said what? We have videos. It's episode something on there. You were recording. It's three, like two hours of, of you on the phone with another guy. Recorded evidence. Oh evidence of the cycle is evidence. Okay. All right. Anyways, so as I was saying before, I was really interrupted by my amazing, beautiful, phenomenal girlfriend, is that one of my prior experiences in my life. I don't even like that. I don't like that term. 
okay okay somebody that i used to coagulate with i don't like that either you want to coagulate I don't know what it means, but it sounds like a funny word. See, I don't like that. Uh, somebody that I used to talk to for a while. That I used to talk to for a while. Hit me up recently, right? Now, some people may call them an ex. Some people may call it a fling. Some people may call it different words, okay? Everybody has their own terms for it. Whatever you want to call Y'all know what I'm referring to, right? So, the funny thing about this whole situation is Melissa and I go to play basketball every single Saturday, okay? Well, I be playing, she be recording. So, we be going on the weekends to play to the to the courts, right? And the courts have to pass by my, I'm going to use the word X for uh, ease of conversation. So, we pass by my ex's house on the way there. Like, it's, in, it's like three or four blocks away from when we get off the bus. So one time I get off the bus probably like two weeks ago and I, I'm like, that girl's staring at me. But y'all know we in a parallelogram, so she's wearing a mask. So I'm like, I think I know who that is. But I'm like, nah, I don't know who that is. But she's looking at me. I'm like, is that? Nah, I'm, I don't know who that is. So I, I kept walking. I said, wait a minute, where am I? I said, oh, that is her. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So I told my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend. And I was like, yo, I think I just saw my ex. He was like well what you gonna do you gonna call her i'm like i'm like i was just letting you know i saw my ex like well why you keep looking back i'm like i didn't know if it was her i was seeing if it was her why you gotta look back you what you looking at your phone for you looking for to text you i'm like i was just letting you know i think i saw my ex of uh, two minutes ago that's all oh well okay all right i'm like well i don't know what that's all about but i said okay babe i'm like you know the cycle right she was like i mean you know so i'm like okay the cycle pretty much is this, right? She's going to hit me up. I told myself that two weeks ago. Like, she's going to hit me up. I just knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, it's going to happen. From the moment that you said you saw her, that it was going to happen too. You said what? I knew from yeah. the moment too. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen. So tell me why this is happening. This is the funny part about this, right? So she hits me up, um, and she tells me that she's been reading books about how uh, she's reading books about improving yourself and being less toxic and uh it was a book called the fatherless project which i actually think is a very good book i haven't read it but i think the premise of the book is good because i do believe outside this whole situation i do believe that women do not understand how not having a father affects them and it's a it's a weird situation because i think that a lot of people we're talking about this actually later in the podcast is that People feel like, oh, well, if I act this way, this is how I'm supposed to act. This is how I grew up. This is how it's supposed to be. And that's not true. There's a certain level of, I guess, maturity or just wherewithal or self-awareness I think people should have that you get from being raised in a healthy environment. And I don't think people get that when they're raised in a toxic life because they're always on edge. They're always ready to fight. They're always thinking like, okay, what's going to happen to me next? And I don't think that living like that is a good idea because you compare that to a wild animal if you think about if you see a dog that's scared or a cat that's scared they're gonna attack you whether you giving them uh whether you're trying to kill them or you're trying to give them treats or whatever the case might be and i think that i equate that to people because you can give a person love and they'll still want to attack you because they don't know what that is. They're not familiar with how that feels. So everything that's exterior or external to them is a source of pain or a source of 
I guess you want whatever you want to call it. It just it's a negative feeling towards them. They don't they don't know how to respond to that in a healthy manner. Um, so to come back to what she was saying, she was saying that she read the book and she was saying that she doesn't know how to put up with her through this whole time when we were talking before. Um, and she was saying that it was something else. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is funny to me, because every time, this is the thing. That's my, that's my kryptonite. I would say it's my kryptonite. It's self-improvement, right? And any person that is toxic will use these things to get you. That's, that's just how it works. My cousin is actually going through a very similar situation where her situation, her, her instance is that the guy, she wanted the guy to go to therapy, right? So she blocks him and stuff like that. And of course, when he hits her up, you know what he says, right? <sighs> you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm about to go back to therapy, right? And now it's, it's like, oh, shit, got me. Fuck. And then you want to act. Now, you can always tell when it's something that the person is trying to use against you because it makes you, it makes you want to ask like, huh? Hmm, what's that about? Okay, that's interesting. Once they they do it, they know what they're doing. They know what you like to hear. The issue is, it's never concrete. It's never serious. It never is. So that's why she used that one for me. And I'm like, that's my thing. Self improvement is always my thing. If you tell me you're not toxic no more, you tell me that you made yourself a better person, and you tell me that you're reading books, I'm always intrigued. I'm always like, oh wow, that's crazy. That's an interesting thing. Okay, but. I've been around the block a couple times. I've seen this play a million times already. So I'm like, all right, I am a very cordial person. So I'll go, hey, I'm like, I'll still ask and talk to the person because I know that I have no intention of doing nothing crazy. So I'm like, hey, well, how, you know, what's going on? How you doing? How's your cat? How's your dog? How's your mom, your dad, whatever the case might be? Because the person still has to cross the line to go from, which is a cordial conversation to this is us like i'm trying to fuck or i'm trying to take you from your significant other or whatever the case might be and i always let them i'm always cool up until that point when they get to that point i'm like all right i'm done because i'm like i know what the play is i know you're trying you're not trying to just be cool or be friendly you're trying to into infiltrate and and what is it uh uh not conquer and destroy what is it called uh what is it called when you no that's not that's funny but no not that one um it's the when you divide and conquer that's what they that's what the plan is um so and it's innate it's just it's, it's literally just an innate action you know so that's not the coincidental part either right all of that is not the coincidental part she also is telling me that she is buying property right they're probably like what what the fuck I exactly that's what I was that's the same thing I said I'm like buying property so now she's she putting me on to game about how she is buying a uh a tax lien property that she thinks she spent like fifty dollars for sixty five dollars for and she's gonna have some people fix it up and things like that so I'm just like okay you know now I'm intrigued I'm like you flipping properties for forty five dollars in Philadelphia where I'm buying a property at right now and she's like yeah, you know, she's, I didn't ask it. I'm just asking. I'm just kind of kind of understand what's going on. And she actually also offered me a place to stay uh, in New Rochelle and uh, How did that come about? Yonkers. I don't even I don't even know. Honestly, I have to check. Cause I, just randomly offer you a place to stay. Listen, when you listen, have you seen have you got the Pipington, Mr. Pipington? That's that's why you want to offer me a place yeah. to stay. Um, It's actually not the Pipington. It's, it's, it's the it's the other thing. But. You know, um, 
okay. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Cause I don't understand that. I don't understand how you could just be like, oh. And then she fake. Yeah, listen. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, we were talking about. I don't understand this. So I. She said she moved twice. No, she was saying that. She's not around the people that were toxic to her. So I asked her, did she move? She said, yeah, twice. And she said, then she asked me, how's my, you know, kitty, my cat. And I said, uh, I said, what'd you move to? And she said, I said, yeah, she's fine. I tried to keep her with me at my place, but go figure. I might be allergic. So I brought her back to my mom's house. She said, wow. Yeah, I learned your allergies can change through the years, but she's, that's your baby. Listen, that. That baby word. I already listen. I already know the game. Um, she's like, are you looking for? Are you looking to rent a place? I don't know why she said that. Oh, I think she. I don't know why she said that. I guess she thought that I was living in my mom's house. I don't know why she said that. She said I have a vacancy in White Plains and in New Rochelle. Another thing too, when your ex comes back, they always are trying to create a link between you and them so that y'all can always talk and they have something to talk about. That's always what's trying to happen. Always. That's what they want to do. So she offered me to stay with her. At, not with her. I mean, if I went there, I'm pretty sure she would pull up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she would pull up. <laughs> she might pull up. She might pull up. So uh, I think that's funny. And then, so that's it. So then she said she also has another place in PA. And I was like, in PA? I'm like, well, I'm flipping the house. And that's when she told me that she's doing a tax lien purchase for the house. Um, so I asked her, I'm like, oh, where's the house at? Because I'm thinking I'm going to run my numbers on it. Because I'm thinking also if I wholesale, I could buy the property from her and either keep it myself and flip it. Or I could uh, wholesale to another buyer in the area that I have a network for now in Philadelphia. So when I asked her that, she said that she didn't want to tell me because what's stopping me from going behind her back and buying the house from under her and keeping it for myself if y'all are new to this this book of this 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 documentary that we are presenting to you guys here one of my pet peeves is that that's one of my huge pet peeves if i come to you on a very genuine interaction and your response to me on any question to ask you is well how can i trust you you don't have to trust me now because i'm not gonna deal with you like i now i'm like i don't care I'm now I'm like, I don't care. And that normally happens with business plans. That is a signal to me that somebody is a newbie at uh, starting a business. If I come to you and say, hey, what's your business? And you say to me, I can't tell you because you're going to steal it. That means you have no idea what it takes to start a business. If you think that your business is so good that I'm going to pull up and steal it and stop whatever I'm doing to run, to create, and then run your business, market it, and get funding for the business that you have not started yet, you're bugging. You're bugging. You're bugging. If you're talking about, oh, I want to start selling T-shirts or I want to sell it. I want to make an app. It's like, sure. Then go do that because the odds are you're probably not going to do it. If you haven't already, if, you, if your business, in my opinion, is that good, you would have went to go and get a copywritten or a trademark or whatever the case might be or get a patent on it if it's that good. If you're talking about some, yeah, man, I want to start an app where I could like sell pizzas when I push a button. Don't nobody give a fuck about that. Don't nobody think they're about to pull up and steal your idea for that because there's probably a hundred thousand of those out there. So that's my opinion. When somebody said that to me, if I ask what you're doing and you say it's a secret, keep a secret thing. Keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. I don't want you to know me. I don't want to know you. I don't care no more. That's how you're feeling. So 
I'm like, yep, I don't know what the property no more, whatever. So now I was curious about this tax lien thing because I also don't know if she's being honest about the tax lien because she told me that she uh, got it for like $65 in Philadelphia. And she also has buyers and renters who are looking at the property right now. And she's also getting it fixed up, but she doesn't also own it yet. She has to wait 16 more days before she owns it. I don't know how tax lien works, so I don't really understand none of that. Uh, but she also said that I should watch bigger pockets on how to do the tax lien stuff. And I'm like, I this is why it's funny because if she doesn't know that I know real estate, then this would be, she has to know because I feel like she gave me so much information about it. Did I ask her about it? I don't even think I asked her. Yeah, I didn't. That's the thing. So that means she probably knows i'm doing real estate if i had to guess because she's trying to show me that she also knows about real estate which is like all right that's cool but i mean i'm i have too much going on to be worrying about cheating i was talking to melissa the other day she thinks i'm gonna go out and fuck and i'm like listen melissa for me to go out and fuck is too much time out of my day it don't make no sense why would i do that what's the point of me doing that what i don't understand i don't she i don't understand now here's the thing that i always say to melissa that gets her so heated every single time every single time right Every time she gets heated by this, all the time. Melissa will ask me, so do you want to fuck her? <laughs> right? Now, what I always say is, of course, yes. Yes, I do. And she, what? What do you mean you want to fuck? I'm like, yes, Melissa, I want to fuck her. Yes. And Melissa will be like, what? Why are, you, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm very serious. And Melissa, in her mind, it automatically goes to, I'm about to end the conversation, get on the phone, call her, take an Uber to her house, and fuck her, and come back to the house. That's Melissa things. No, that's not how I think. That's not how I look at it. For me, I always say yes to this because I'm like, look, if the situation was different where I'm not with Melissa and I'm chilling in my house and she wants to have sex, yes, I'll fuck her. Of course. Why not? I have nothing else to do. But if I'm building an empire with my beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend, I'm doing a podcast on Tuesday, dropping videos on Wednesdays, Thursday, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. I'm dropping videos every day. I'm trying to start a real estate empire. I'm about to go fuck a girl for what reason? I'm going to not fuck her. I'm going to cheat and not have to worry about. I told Melissa the same thing the other day. It's a mental prison I have to put myself in because now, right, I have to come home and sit and think about the fact that I'm fucking somebody else outside. And think about, damn, is Melissa cheating now? Damn, am I a bad person? Am I cheating? It's going to just cause me to be passive aggressive to Melissa. It's going to make the relationship bad. And I'm like, why would I do that? But she believes that I'm going to go and just mollywop her. Right? That's what you believe. Mollywop. Mollywop. That sounds ridiculous. Mollywop. That's what I'm about to go do. Mollywop. Listen, I presented you a situation and you said you want to have an answer to that. Which one was that? Oh, Melissa's, Melissa's situation that I don't have an answer for was that... In the current state of affairs that we're in, I am correct. She said, what happens when you have the business, everything is already perfectly fine, and you're rich, and we're both rich, everybody's good, and we're, you know, 36, then what happens then? And I'm like, I don't know. That'll come back to me then. I don't have an answer for that, because I'm like, I don't want to cheat. I don't see reason to cheat. I don't think I'll cheat. Would I leave if something was going crazy? Sure. But to me, I think cheating is just, I don't see a reason to do that. It, it literally... And, and it, it's crazy because it's just fucking fucking is not that crazy where it's like yo i'm about to blow up this whole side and it's not, i gotta understand if you want to leave if you say you know what the person i'm with right now is fucking with me i'd hate being with them i want to have a better life for myself i don't be with them no more you go and you leave that's different than no i'm gonna sneak around and just fuck and then come back 
to me, it's my opinion. I always say this. I think to cheat, you have to be an insecure person because it's only a power thing. Because if you were really that person, you just say, listen, babe, I'm about to go fuck somebody else right now. What do you want to do about it? Nothing. All right, I'll be back. It's not cheating. That's not cheating. And honestly, most girls would be like, all right, okay. I'm going to come back to that later because that was, that's come back to that at the end. But the whole thing, the whole reason I brought that up is because, like I said, for me, I, if I'm talking to a girl, I would probably fuck her. Am I going to try to fuck her? No. Those are two different things. Does my, my dick works, her vagina works, we can have sex. That's how I look at it. Pursuing her means we got to talk, we got to text. Once we fuck, we got to talk after that. Then I got to, she got to be asking questions like, oh, I thought you have a girlfriend. Oh, can I come to your house? Oh, I left my stuff at your house. Oh, can you come to my house? Oh, my family's going through this. Can you come to this event? Can you, no, 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 no. And it's like, the he- it was like it just it would just be sex. It's like okay, I go over there, we have sex, and that's it. And have to, it had to be a yeah. So yeah, I'm, like I said, the whole cheating thing is just crazy to me. I can go on for days about that. Yes, I would love to listen. I would love to be on a side by side of me, like <laughs> Derek Jackson, and to my being like, well, this was Donovan when he was twenty six, and this is Donovan at thirty six, and damn, that is crazy. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, uh. I just, I just, I gave my life to God, and ever since I gave my life to God, He told me that this was the path I needed to choose, and I was actually wrong by the devil. And listen, I would love to be on a side by side of that because I want to know. That's perfect. I want to know what the other side looks like because I want to know if I was to ever cheat, what would be the reason for that? Because I really don't see, I really don't understand why. Like I know I say I don't understand why. I know why people say they cheat, but for me, it's like. If if I don't want to be with you, I will leave. And what do I get out of fucking somebody else? What is the what are the if you was to weigh the pros and cons of cheating, what are the pros other than fucking? There are no other pros. There are literally no other pros at all. That is it. I get to fuck. That's it. The only other pro I could think, and this is why I say you should leave, is if the other person is that is so much better than the person you're talking to that you're like, you know what? I want to go on vacation with you. I want to hang out with you and your kids. I want to hang out with your family. I want to be with you and tell you all my secrets. Then it's like, why are you not dating this person? That don't even make sense. Why would you even want to be with the other person if you feel like that with this person? Just leave and be happy with this person. So that's my whole thing. Well, I never understand that personally. I'm like, that's just stupid to me. But whatever. I can go on on for on over days about cheating and shit because it blows my mind. So, uh, anything you want to say about how I am the amazing and phenomenal? The next segment. Is- <laughs> 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 um. So, pretty much episode playback now. <sighs> Guys, all right. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in the family. I feel like as a family. I feel like we should be helping each other out. I feel like I want to help everybody else. I want y'all to help me. And I feel like we should be helping each other. Okay, that is the goal. We are a community. We are a family. And I don't understand how nobody told me that last week's video was 13 minutes long. The audio was 13 minutes long. Nobody said nothing. Y'all got my DM. I say it every episode. Y'all got a YouTube channel. I did not know that. It, until this morning that last week's episode was 13 minutes 13 minutes y'all got me on the social media you can just say hey donovan 
Did you know that it was 13 minutes video went out? I would have been like, what you mean? I would have looked it up. I would have changed that shit immediately. Immediately. So the reason why I think that happened in the first place is when I do when I did the uh the updating, right? Or the uh the uploading of the video, what happened was normally what i'll do is i will put the uh settings to only upload only download the audio the audio the yes the audio uh separately by itself and i also have a video downloaded as well so this time i only downloaded the video and then i took the video and uploaded it to anchor and when i uploaded to anchor anchor has an option to just uh pull the audio from it so for whatever strange reason when they pulled it wow i think i know what happened I know what happened, I think. When they pulled the audio, that's what happened. That's the only thing. When they pulled the audio, it only took 13 minutes. My theory right now is that because I uploaded a video, the video is probably five gigabytes. So it probably was only able to take up to a certain amount of space of the video version of it. And that is why it wasn't able, because the, the audio is normally like, let's say 30 gigabytes, something like that. The video, not 30 gigabytes, 30 megabytes. The video is like five or six gigabytes. So let's say that they have a maximum amount of space you can upload an uh, a audio for. Let's say it's 120 gig, uh, megabytes. It probably stopped at that time or that amount, and that was 13 minutes. So that's probably what happened. Um, but this morning, I went and I re-uploaded the audio. So it's there. Everything is there if you want to go listen to it. Um, I just think that that's crazy. I didn't know that that happened and yeah it was just wild it was that shit was literally 13 minutes i'm listening to it this morning and i'm like what is happening what is happening it never happened so like i said that was uh that was that listen we get we going we going we getting better after now i learned something new that's great um the camera went out last week because of space on that so we're now we're, we're being more um aware of deleting and, and taking stuff off of the cameras because you know we just got we got to be more efficient the more efficient we are the more we can get out the more we can invest the more credit we build on our life and the better we do so we're working on that the podcast went up late last week too and the audio went up on i think thursday when that never happened so uh i forgot what something what happened last week wednesday what were we doing wednesday, wednesday? yeah i don't know if we went out somewhere or I think what we what the heck happened last week? Was I editing last week? Wednesday. I'm thinking if I was sore from basketball, maybe we had sex or something. We have no sex. We have sex. Actually, we had sex on Monday. I was talking about it on the podcast. So, Mr. Pipington, one, Melissa, zero. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It definitely went up late. So, that's something we got to, you know, we're going to get better at doing that because I feel like it should definitely go up, you know, on Tuesdays. Um, but it's, it's being more consistent than it was before. That's good. I feel like it's going up. The videos are going up every Friday. I'm trying to get the, the audios out every Wednesday. Um, and depending on how good I get at getting them out, I might change the date of it or the time of it. I want to have it up in the morning i want to have them going up wednesday morning that's my plan but that's no that's not gonna happen maybe thursday morning that maybe but i'm not doing it wednesday morning because I, I don't even edit on tuesday no more because we be shooting too late if i ever get to the point where i can edit if i whenever I get to the point where i can shoot in the morning on tuesdays again then i'll be able to edit it and get out by wednesday morning so when my life gets easier i will be able to do that 
um the ending of that video i look crazy drained like i thought i was about to die like a zombie so i was just exhausted from that um i mean talking for an hour and 30 minutes could, could do that to you uh so i was i just look super tired and i think listening to it it made me feel drained is this audio video still on this one um that just made me feel like listening to myself drained made me feel drained when i heard it so there was that uh there was the audio i need to fix that was a little wonky in the beginning so i gotta do that intro listen that intro gotta be the best intro hands down until this one today that intro i'm like oh yeah i'm fucking with the intro like this intro this new intro that we got we'll be doing it listen that shit fire that shit fire and honestly speaking of intros i really want to have a, a video intro like i want to have somebody create a whole new video intro for it one day like probably in the next six months or something like that uh I'm putting i'm speaking into existence because i'm like that would be that'd be kind of fire because i don't really see nobody that has that that really has like a a video intro to their podcast everybody normally has like just like you know they'll have uh their their podcast name and like a glitch effect where it like vibrates something and it goes and then it's you know turns out but yeah so i want to do something like that um i definitely think my storytelling is getting better i think it was better today because i had good content to talk about um and i def and another thing i i worked on today is where i place what i talk about in what order so like I said a couple weeks ago, too, I always think that it's good to start off with the best content first that I think people want to hear. And then maybe I'll do like peace and valleys where like, OK, the first and second topic will be things that people really want to hear. And the third one will be like, OK, it's kind of like low and then I'll build it back up. It's almost like fucking you got to You got to peaks and valleys. You got to go up and down, you know, foreplay. Um, and then funny enough, I want to say this as you guys, I don't know if you can tell right now, my nose is starting to act up a little bit, but we have more or less i think we 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 have removed the allergens in the house i would say to about 80 to 85 percent um after i cleaned you know about the sneeze i'm talking i don't know what it is something something recently came over here and it's fucking my nose up um but we got a a a bed cover some of the sneeze we got a bed cover like two weeks ago and it's like one of those allergen dust mite repellent bed covers so it, it just keeps all that stuff underneath it so now when i sleep i can breathe and i can breathe better and then the other issue was that the filter that we had was dirty so we needed to replace that and now that we replaced it whenever i turn it on i didn't know how dirty it was i just know when i turned it on i felt like my nose would get worse like both my nostrils would clog to the point where i can't even really I can't even really breathe out of my nose at all. It was it was getting really bad. Um, so I cleaned up behind me. We got the, the bed cover. We got the filter replaced. So that was like the last two days. And I was actually able to sleep today with my mouth closed. My mouth was closed when I slept. That is a huge sign that I don't have to sleep with a, like a, a, a dragon with my mouth open all night. And it's, it's just, I'm so happy I can like breathe again. Um, but whatever reason right now, my nose is acting kind of funny. I don't know why. Um, but the last thing I've learned about this whole allergen thing is that it's I can it's gotten to a point where I can pinpoint almost where exactly something is where where needs to be cleaned or what is causing me to feel that way. Um, so right now, the last thing I realized is that it's the kitchen. I need to probably clean the kitchen. I'm assuming that when I had Kitty here, she would jump on a kitchen counter and we don't really be cleaning it like that. Like like not the the backsplash or this certain corner we don't really like wipe it down like that we don't really use it so we just kind of stays there um and then i also want to clean underneath the cabinets that are above the counters because that 
I think there's hair on there. Um, so this quote I heard or I saw on Twitter recently, I wanted to say, I think it, it appeal it appears to um, kind of last week's uh, episode of how I was talking about something. And it also goes into how the Bamboo Project operates, in my opinion. So the quote is. First, you know it. Then you understand it. Then you explain it. And then finally, you are it. Okay, I'm running back by you again. First, you know it. Then you understand it. Then you explain it. And finally, you are it. Uh, another quote that is kind of similar to that one, which I think is kind of funny, is that true wisdom is the understanding of underlying principles and how they relate to situations that seem irrelevant but really are not. That's true wisdom. So let that bar sit with you. Uh, no Donovan's questions. And the topic for today is I'm going to start off with the Derek Jackson thing because I always said before, I got to do things that keep me with energy. Um, and podcast about to end soon. So I definitely like to go out with a little bit more energy than I was in the last couple episodes. Derek Jackson. Right, y'all know what's going on with him, the big black brolic dude that we cheat on his girl, his wife. Right now, my sister is actually a very big fan of his, and she's the person that put me on to him when he was growing like years ago. Right, and she bought his card game. And you know, I've kind of seen this play before with guys doing this. Like, I don't know if you call it alpha male, he doesn't really do that. I don't think he's more, he's more so the Steve Harvey role, like bash guys, bash guys, bash guys, but bash women for he, I don't even know how to say he, honestly I can't even say if he's ba- if he even positively uh, affects anybody I feel like he pretty much says if your guy is doing this he ain't shit and you're dumb if you are with these guys that ain't shit I feel like that's what he says I feel like that's what he be saying um, I haven't watched the videos in a long time but that's the kind of just I got from his videos I've watched recently. And if you don't know Derek Jackson, you can look him up. D-E-R-R-I-C-K-J-A-X-N. He is a guru. He is a guru for relationships. And he always telling people what how men should love and worship their woman. How you should, you know, give your, give your relationship to God. And how you should always put your woman first and hold a door and give her flowers and all of the stuff you see on TV. And you should be that person, right? And you know who eats that shit up. Girls eat that shit up. Because girls love to hear guys tell other guys to treat them like a fairy tale movie, right? Girls love that shit. Whether it makes sense or not, whether it's what they really want or not, that's what girls want to hear other guys say. I rarely ever hear a girl say... I can hold my own door. I don't need to hold my door for me. That, that's fine. It's just I don't I don't know why you want to hold my door. What is the what is the reason why you want to hold my door? To show me what? That I that you can hold the doors? I don't know why you want to do that. Like, and I feel like it, people say it's chivalrous and it's chivalry, but I don't understand what that means. So this something I used to do back in the day. I was running the game, right? It was uh walking on the outside of the street with uh with your girl, right? Now, I might do it now sometimes because I feel uncomfortable on the inside of the street, but I definitely think that to force that is crazy. I used to make sure like, nah, nah, you're going to know I walk on the outside of the street. Like, I'm going to make sure I put myself on the outside of the street. I'm going to let you know. But 
if a girl ever asks me why, I mean, I have a, I could obviously have reasons to give them for that because they don't really care. They just want, they just want a reason to tell other people when you do it, but they don't really care. So, but I, there's really no reason. It's really ridiculous. It's really stupid. It doesn't make any sense. The reason that I've heard before was that back in the day when they were prostitutes, she would walk on the outside of the street so that you could market her to the people in the car. And I'm like. I guess, but I mean, so if I'm walking down the street now with my girl and she's outside the street, how often is somebody dropping by me and like, hey, $25 for a head job, like a blowjob, that's not happening. So I don't understand why we still do these things. And then other one, people, some people believe that, oh no, it's because a car might hit her. I'm like, a car could hit me too. I'm not going to stop the car from hitting us. Like what, do, what does me being on outside the street stop a car from hitting us do? Nothing. There's no legitimate reason for that. Pulling a chair off for a girl sitting down. All the stuff is looks nice. All the stuff looks nice. Now, the reason I'm saying I'm using this as an example is because if you want to do these things, that's fine. If that's what you feel like doing, you're comfortable doing that, then that's perfectly fine. The problem I feel is that when you have these as your goals in life, a guy who ain't shit could be like, oh, I'm gonna come over there and pull your chair out. I'm gonna just buy you flowers. I'm gonna I don't know why my nose act up all of a sudden. I'm going to just buy you flowers. I'm going to open a door for you. I'm going to hold your chair. All those, all those different things, right? And now, you pretty much look past all the bullshit because you said, oh, well, he does all the chivalry things for me. So, therefore, I love him. And he's a great guy. And this is what I have issue with because this spans across multiple topics when it comes to guys who are teaching girls or teaching, teaching girls what guys to pick. It spans across the whole thing. I always say... I don't know if I can even say this really, but yeah, I'll say this. Question it. Ask them why. Just say, what is the reason that you want to do this thing? And then go, I fell on the floor. Yeah, I did. So like, yeah. I feel like it was fun in the beginning and then it just got worse. Maybe one of the hairs, I inhaled it by doing that thing. I, I might have pulled <laughs> I one of them off. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's crazy because I always say this too, is we always act like girls are weak and small and like inferior and they need to be handheld. And I think it does a great disservice to women to treat them like that. I feel like if you're going to treat somebody like that, the only thing they can do is act like that. Like if you, if we all enforce the fact that... Girls are weak. They need to pull, have their chair pulled out for them. They have to open a door for them. They pretty much can't touch no door. Like, that sounds crazy to me. And I don't think that that shows them strength by doing those things. Or lets them know that we have faith in them or that they are powerful or whatever the case might be. I don't think it does that. So, I just think that a lot of old beliefs that we used to live by don't make any sense. Now, I'm not saying that your guy should not be able to protect you. If you want a guy that does protect you, that's fine. I think that... What you deem as protection and how it equates to being a good guy is what you need to look over. If you feel like, well, he has money that protect, that's protection. That's like, no, he can still beat your ass when you get home. It don't have to be, well, he's rich and that's good for me. No, you might have a guy that's strong. Sure, he's strong, but he's an idiot. He's stupid. He can't, he can't protect you financially. He can't do any of those things. Then you have to worry about how is he treating you emotionally? Can he protect you emotionally? Physically and financially can protect you spiritually. Are these the kind of ways he protect you if these and this is if you want protection If he can't do these things and I, I don't even want to say I don't even want to say 
protect you in that sense. I feel like he should have the ability to protect you if the if uh the time comes, but I do not think that you should be looking for him to protect you. I feel like you're like okay, if something happens, he could do that. I don't I don't go, "Hey, protect me, protect me." But if if I know if some shit go down, you be good. I mean, you hold your own up until you get your ass whooped and then you go, "All right, I'm I'm losing this fight to the debt collectors. Let me ask let me ask for some help right now or something like that." So that's that. Now, the thing with Derek Jackson is that he got caught cheating on his wife for four years. Not of four years. For four years. Who is of four years? So, he, he's been cheating on her since they got married together. Since they've been married, he's been cheating on her. And I'm just like, bruh, how many times do you have to see these guru people go from... Oh, I'm, I I know what women like. I want to save the the men race or whatever the case might be. To, uh, yeah, uh, I'm my uh, my bad guys. I I thought I was gonna be able to do it, and you guys should live by the words that I preach, not by the actions that I do. And yeah, and still buy my book and pay me for the the video games and all of the card games because it's good information. I'm not following it, but maybe you should follow it. And my biggest problem with that is if if you are preaching something and you aren't able to follow it, then people listening are probably in the same boat as you. So there's probably a reason why it's hard to follow it because you yourself can't follow it. So why do you expect me to follow it when you haven't figured out how to follow it? That's my biggest issue is learn how to follow it yourself and then when you learn how to follow it, then teach somebody else. That's how I look at that. So that's, I guess I really, cheating is one of my biggest pet peeves is cheating and uh, kind of guru, but that's not the big one. It's cheating and kids the biggest my biggest one is the kid and how unfit parents have kids that is my biggest pet peeve i will get irate talking about that i will get so livid just talking about how i feel as a lot of parents do not raise their kids in a proper healthy relationship because they themselves did not get the work that they need because their parents had them too early and when they were young and the cycle continues on and on and then when the parents learn that they fucked up they don't go and fix it they just continue to do more fucked up shit so like i said i can talk about this forever i hate i hate that is my biggest issue i will listen that's something i will go down for out that i hate that so much with a passion um so where we at Mm-hmm. Did you start it where you started at? I started it when you were doing the um, So it's probably longer than that or shorter than that? It's probably longer than that. Okay. I started it when you were when you just started getting into uh life life updating. Okay, so it's probably like four minutes, maybe five minutes. Um let me see. Oh yeah, so this one I can make short. The last one is the topic is cognitive dishonesty, um, holding on to your beliefs. So, how I like to view cognitive dishonesty is, or I always call it dishonesty, but I think it's dissonance. Uh, cognitive dissonance is, I like to give my emotions a uh, personality, if that makes sense. So, what do you call that when you when you give an object? Yes, I like to personify my anxiety i like to personify my future and my past i like to put a person on it because it makes it more understandable of what's happening so i feel like a lot of people who have beliefs about themselves 
will not change their beliefs because they feel like that belief is them. They feel like I can't change myself because this is who I am. So if you think about a lot of older people, you can say to them like, hey, have you ever thought about not treating people like that? And they'll go, I've been doing this for 30 years. This is what I do. And I'm like, that's not a viable reason to keep doing ain't shit shit. You can change that. But the problem is cognitive dissonance is cognitive dissonance is a real thing where it's like a battle between, you know, for picture purposes uh, between your right brain and your left brain. Like imagine them both sides of your brain trying to fight each other. That's literally what it feels like. You're telling yourself, hey, I want to be a good person. Your brain is like, no, we're going to lay in the bed today and be ain't shit. And you are now sitting there like, wait a minute. What the fuck? How, how both of my brains or both of me is or myself is telling me back and forth. And I think that people think about it the wrong way. You should think about it like, listen, the bad side of you is a different person. It's not you. There's a, there's a, there's a lazy Donovan. There is a angry Donovan. There is a annoyed Donovan. There's a, a sad Donovan, depressed Donovan. There's a different Donovans, right? And then there's the I want to get the bag, Donovan. There's the I want to be motivated, Donovan. There's the I want to be caring and helpful, Donovan. Now, I say this to say, if I'm sitting down, right, and I have to, let's say I have to edit, I have to do something I don't want to do, I have to go, nah, this Donovan that I want to be is fighting against that Donovan. So it makes it easy for me to go, nah, I'm not doing that because now it's a battle between what you want to do and what you need to do as opposed to you feeling like, well, if I'm being lazy right now, it's because I'm a lazy person. It's like, no, you are lazy. You're, you can choose to be lazy. You can let the lazy person win the fight or you can fight against it. So it's going to feel like a fight. And that's, and that's the, that feeling of that fight is the term cognitive dissonance. When you are fighting between what you want to do and what you need, to, what you want to do at that time, what you need to do, that's what that feeling is like. Okay, damn, I want to get up, but no, I'm tired, but no, I should go and, and do my homework, but no, I, I need to sleep too. It's like, which one is more important? Do your homework or going to sleep? Make the decision. Once you make the decision, you go, okay, I'm going with the homework, Donovan. We're getting up, we're doing homework. Or you might go with the sleeping Donovan. If it's a, if that is a better decision than doing your homework, let's say you've been up for 10 hours straight doing your homework, maybe you should go to sleep. And you should go, you know what? I'm going to choose healthy Donovan right now, and we're going to tell the homework Donovan, shut the fuck up. We're going to bed. But you always want to choose, as I said before, you want to choose the you that is going to have a better impact on what your future is. You don't want to choose the you that has a better impact on your present because when you do that, it's, it goes away. It's fleeting. So as soon as you say, okay, I'm going to sit down because, you know, I don't know, maybe my legs hurt or something like that. Something something, something small like that. Yeah, your legs hurt. You sit down, but you didn't, it doesn't improve. I, I'm going to break it down like this. Your goal is to win a marathon, right? That's your goal. And you're running to win a marathon. Your legs are sore and you sit down. You are not going to win a marathon like that. You're not going to get to the end. So you have to decide, okay, do I want to get to the end or do I want to stop right here? And that's a cognitive dissonance where you go, okay, I'm fighting against win the marathon, Donovan, and I'm fighting against sit down, come legs with sword, Donovan. Which one, at the end of the day, is going to make your future better? Sitting down and giving up and losing or going to finish the marathon? That's kind of, I, I try to give it like a real uh, broad statement to make it kind of digestible for everybody to understand what i'm talking about but i said i really want people to understand that when you have a belief that you are trying to change for yourself it's going to be hard because you're literally fighting against yourself but 
it's a different version of you. You don't have to let that thing win, if that makes sense. So that's something I really want to touch on. And it's something that I'm really passionate about, too. Like, And the reason I'm passionate about that is because uh, when I was in college, um, I actually felt like I, I was broken, which is so crazy because I'm like, I really remember the feeling of feeling broken. And you see all the TV shows where like somebody's brain or the glass shatters. I had that actual feeling when I was in college, when I felt like everybody that is supposed to be there for you is not there for you. And you have to sit there and go, yo, this is crazy. I was always told my whole life that people are supposed to be there to help you, your friends, your family, whatever the case might be. And when that doesn't happen, it it shatters the the beliefs that you had before so as opposed to you guys fighting back and forth about what you know you want to do it's pretty much destroyed the whole playing field being like there is no you anymore everything you thought you wanted if you thought you wanted the future of uh in that case uh it was being with the girl and probably playing basketball as opposed to you know maybe become rich being a human resource manager all those things were broken like everything i'm like oh this is just everything i thought was wrong and I remember sitting in the bed, I got suspended from college, and I was sitting in the room because I was also suspended, but I had to stay on campus because I was about to go to jail. So I was sitting in the room, and I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I don't even know who I am at this point because you feel like at that point you build yourself up to be a person or whoever you want to be, and you feel like you've been putting in the work or building the building blocks to build up who you want to be. And then you get to a point where you go, wow, all the things I did at that point were for nothing. It's almost like you go, damn, I felt like who I was is not who I am anymore. However, with saying that, I think that what it taught me is that I have the ability to become whoever I want to be. And that was the the positive of that because the person I was in college, I no longer am today. And I don't think that I would feel like that or as staunch in my opinions if I didn't go through that. Because now I have the ability to change. Now I could be like, okay, this is not going to work. I can just change that or I can become whatever I need to become to become successful. I know this is acting crazy. We will be back here on Tuesdays to record audio up on Wednesdays, video up on Friday. And we are welcoming guests. We shoot between 10 and 12 on Tuesdays. So if you want to chat it up about your life, some man, woman problems, some family problems, girl problems, life problems, job, work, whatever you want. Hit me up. We could talk about it. Or you want to tell jokes. I love me some jokes, too. If you haven't already, go check out our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And you have the amazing, beautiful, phenomenal Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. All right. We have six different projects. We have the food project, the clothing project, the music project, the fitness project, the sports project, and the Bamboo Project podcast, which you just finished listening to right now. And you know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2021. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out.